0: Talk like you've never heard before. The pinky finger goes up the nose Ugh. from the tailgates. A million percent correct. Those are the best fries in the universe. To the touchdowns. He's going for the corner. He's got it. We have everything covered. Place at the table. What? Here's Andy Staples. Welcome to the Place at the Table podcast. Very special episode tonight. That we're calling, where's the loyalty? And when we ask about loyalty, we of course bring on Bud Elliott of SB Nation. Who covers recruiting for SB Nation, one of the best recruiting guys in the country, but also the founder of Tomahawk Nation, one of the foremost experts on Florida State football. And, uh, oh my gosh, Bud, that was quite the call-in show Jimbo Fisher had.
1: Yeah, uh, literally before I come on this, Andy said, "Hey, do you have thirty minutes?" And I said, "Yeah, let's let's wait until this Colin show drops, just because I, I I love the Colin show. It's hilarious, and I I think these eventually will go away just across the country. But I'm glad they're still here because we had the great Ed Orgeron one a couple of years ago. Oh my god,
0: yeah. Well, there was a great one. There was a great last Les Miles one, a great first Ed Orgeron one, and then a great Ed Orgeron lost to Troy one.
1: That that was outstanding. I mean, these are these are always great, and and tonight, uh, Florida State had one that just it felt like faker than WWE. I mean, you, you had nobody ask a single question about Jimbo Fisher leaving for Texas A and M or anything. The, I think the first or second question was about the knee pad rule that they're going to uh, they're going to implement. Wow!
0: Years. I was like, wow! I thought the knee pad rule was in effect this year, by the way. So, show I would have asked that question. I would have been very interested to hear Jimbo's answer to it. Uh,
1: and forty-five minutes later, we finally wait, got a we finally got the interesting <laughs> question.
0: See, I would have I would have gone with the knee pad question as a as an entree into Are you taking the Texas A&M job? So, Jimbo, about this knee pad rule. So, when your players have to have knee pads, will they be wearing garnet and gold or maroon and white? Yeah, your thoughts. Oh my gosh!
1: At, about halfway through the throw or through the show, they stopped uh, taking calls. It seemed like, and that's probably because the screeners were just burnt out. Oh yeah. Um, we had some people telling us they were calling 50 or 60 times to try and get in and it was not getting through. Uh, but <laughs> a hero emerged from the audience and stood up and, and, uh, started asking a question where I thought, I uh, thought it was going to be like a regular question. And then he said, uh, Jimbo, you asked for loyalty from the fan base throughout all the season. Uh, where's your loyalty Jim? And then it almost like uh, back in wrestling, the microphone was snatched away from before he could get the final word out. And, uh, I was a little surprised he was uh, shoved several times as he was escorted out. Yeah, of his- the heart. The, the it,
0: you guys have probably seen the video. You're savvy technological consumers because you're listening to a podcast. So you've seen the video of this Hardo in a in a Florida State vest, like just shoving the guy out the door. That dude is lucky he didn't get knocked senseless. Oh my, and for the second, the first push, okay. The second push, you need to get hit in the face. And for who that. are you white knighting for? Some guy who's going to be right. gone in seventy two hours. Well, you got to protect the, protect the spear oh button. protect, the yeah,
1: I, I, most people on Twitter, uh, I, I said, Hey, if, uh, if this happens, do, do you have to fade on site? And they're all like, yeah, yeah, that's going to happen.
0: Yeah. This is, I mean, this is insane because at what point, I guess they're, they only have to get through it for two more days, but it's a little ridiculous at this point. Just answer the question. Even if it's, I'm leaving, that's an answer.
1: But he maybe doesn't have the actual official offer yet because the Texas And M Board of Regents don't meet until Thursday at two thirty Central Time.
0: That's true. That's true, and it's a big offer, so maybe maybe they will get that done. Now, interestingly enough, and I don't know if this is going to change. That I I know these podcasts are supposed to exist sort of at all times, but I got to timestamp this because this is a real fluid situation. So it is. p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday night at 1.15 p.m. Eastern. I am scheduled to interview Jimbo Fisher on Sirius XM. Me and Danny Cannell are scheduled to interview him. I don't know how that's going to go because I can't not ask a question. There are no tunnels in Tallahassee to drive through either. No, no. And he does it on a landline. So I, I, I would hope he just sort of drops the phone into the toilet or something? Because I'm going to have to ask. And you know Canel going to follow up. Wait, he's on up. a landline? Uh, you, sometimes Fire's it real. depends on the. That's true. <clears throat> Got to go. Right.
1: Sorry, Andy. Sorry, Danny. Talk next week. College Station. <laughs> I wonder if we'll get the same deal set up in College Station. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it might depend on how the interview goes tomorrow.
0: Well, that's the thing. That's – so people there in College Station are assuming this is happening. There are some people in Tallahassee who are assuming this is happening. What would stop this from happening at this point?
1: Maybe a – I I don't know. I I don't think there's anything realistic uh, that – or reasonable, to use John Thrasher's words, that Florida State could offer him at this point and – a&M seems to really want him, and I don't think that a and fans are going to pull the, uh, the whole Shiano protest type thing, and so I, I don't anticipate.
0: Uh, no, they'd be very happy yeah. if, if Jimbo Fisher comes and, and have wanted him for a while. Now, the John Thrasher thing's interesting. For those who don't know, John Thrasher is the president of, of Florida State, and not two and a half weeks ago, he said Jimbo will be at Florida State forever. The word he used was Forever. And then that statement comes out on Tuesday night. But explain that statement and what it really means.
1: Sure. So uh, the Tallahassee Democrat had an article talking about how Fisher had a problem with uh, the AD, Stan Wilcox, and also the president of the boosters, Andy Miller, uh, and with the booster structure, which is separate from the school, which not all schools have have it set up like that. Uh, And for the most part, Thrasher has really been Fisher's ally. Like you said, he had the forever quote. And he's kind of the guy Fisher, from what we understand, could always go to and, and would have his back. And uh, if Fisher was really mad at somebody, he could kind of be the, the go-between and maybe calm him down a little bit. And um, that was a prepared statement he sent to the newspaper. And it said, uh, essentially, we've had the same booster structure for 40 years. I don't see any way reasonable adults can't make this work. So he's kind of impliedly saying, oh, and then he, he said, We've had how many coaches in 40 years and implying look great stability and, and not a lot of people want to leave the Florida State job uh, when you send a prepared statement this is not like they called him up and he said something that he later regretted I mean right
0: right he was with the editorial board of the of the Florida Times Union when he said the forever quote and it was very off the cuff this was not off this, the this he cuff. had
1: time to think about this you know send it over there this is basically if you if you lawyer this right you parse it out Mm-hmm. I don't see any way reasonable adults can't make this work. Well, that kind of implies that if you can't make this work, you're either not reasonable or not, not a reasonable adult, adult or both. Yeah.
0: Yep. No, I I that's the thing. That was my takeaway too. And 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 before we go further, we should probably explain how it works at Florida State because you're right, it is different there. And the AD is not quite as powerful as, as the AD is at most schools. The Booster Club is very powerful. Uh, how, how is that structure set up? Right. So like at
1: Florida, the, the uh, boosters are part of the UAA, I believe, the, is, is what it's called. The University
0: called. Athletic Association. Right. Exactly. So yep. the
1: university has more oversight over it. At Florida State, it's a separate organization. Now, they're, they're intertwined some, but they don't have quite the control over the boosters that some schools do. And if you're a football coach, I'm sure there are some things about that that you don't like. But football coaches have to be very short-term in their vision because even long tenured football coaches are only there for the short term in in the grand scheme of things. Boosters have to think about the short term and the long term. So when you saw uh, Andy Miller, the president of the boosters point out all the things they had done that the Democrat basically gave him an opportunity to say, Hey, uh, look what all all you've done for the program. And just within the last five years, a new indoor practice facility, practice fields redone, player dorms built, player lounge, uh, new coach's office and uh, uh, and the locker room was redone, and he took that opportunity and certainly said uh, this idea that Florida State is not supporting Jimbo Fisher with the facilities he wants is is largely a fiction. It, the the well, standalone it, practice it, facility it, that he wants is just going to take right. a little bit.
0: It's it's not a it's not a fiction though because the this facilities at Texas A and M are demonstrably better, and it's the same. It, it's sort of the same thing Jim McElwain was complaining about at Florida. He's not going to get that facility. Well, he's not going to be there, but they're not going to get that facility built for five or six years. It's coming, but it's not coming now, and you can't tell a recruit it's going to be there while they're there. And so I I think that's where Jimbo and Jim McElwain both kind of got into the uh, real cross with with their respective administrations. I, I know Jimbo has always felt like he's been raising money since he got there, well, that he felt like it was it was more, he had to do that more than other coaches of his ilk.
1: I don't know that I would agree that that well, Texas Stadium absolutely has better facilities, and, and they already have a standalone facility, and that's what Fisher clearly wants. Uh, but I, which
0: is attached to the
1: stadium, by the way, if if we're gonna if we're gonna
0: parse things, well, so it's not it's not sitting in a field like you know somebody else, some of these other ones.
1: I, I think with um, with Miller's statement there. Um, and certainly the boosters have their faults as well. I, I think with Miller's statement, he's saying, hey, Jimbo has asked for all these things, and the vast majority of them he's received. Now, yeah, yeah. he does have to have to fundraise. Florida State uh, has not played football for all that long, and for a long time, they were an all-female institution. And for a long time, right. women in this country didn't make very much money, so they do not have the endowments yeah. that other schools have. I mean, you're, you're talking about uh, – Yeah, three three extra generations – of of graduates make a big difference a huge difference especially if they're male graduates because back then uh, you know, ladies didn't make very much if, if, if any money and then so that's they're they're always been the in the eight ball in that and uh, we'll see what fisher does here i, th- I think we both kind of have an idea what he's going to do but you have to figure out what do i would look for in a job am i a guy who's extremely you know, valuing resources and facilities do i care more about location and ability to win uh, are those things interrelated it it, it just it, look you got to pick what you want to have um, they're going to get them that, that facility eventually Texas name already has that facility
0: right it's just amazing to me that that someone would walk away or even consider walking away from the length of contract that he has guaranteed because you hear this a lot this term has come come in vogue during coaching searches of late, it's resetting the clock. And and Jimbo Fisher doesn't need to restart the clock. All these guys who are restarting the clock are getting five- and six-year deals. He's signed for more than that right now, and it's guaranteed. So he doesn't need to do that.
1: It, it, look, let's just say even if if Fisher doesn't get things completely turned around, if he was a stand I'm going to take the bet that he's going to win nine games twice in the next seven years. So he kind of essentially has a nine-year guaranteed, you know, contract at five and a half, which is like fifty million dollars guaranteed. So to sort of walk from that, the money, Texas, and must be throwing at him, it's just got to be astronomical.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and it's it's also got to be you really want to change the scenery mm-hmm. because this is a place you've won a national title, you could conceivably win more. You know, yes, I got it. I get that Dabo's got it rolling at Clemson. I get that it's it's. It's that good there. But I just, I mean, Florida State, you can still win the ACC. You can still win national titles.
1: You're not alone in in that thinking. In fact, I'm working on an article uh, for SB Nation on early signing day. And for that, I'm talking to a lot of different coaches at different programs around the country. And a lot of them know I'm a Florida State grad. And they say, what the heck is Jimbo Fisher thinking in some words that may not be podcast appropriate? And I'm right. like, eh, you know, fresh start. Maybe have a chance to, to you know, go and and do some things differently early on in relationships with people that maybe he wishes he could do differently in uh, in Tallahassee. If he could do it over again, you know, he's a guy that very much values facilities. And if he's going to fight Nick Saban, he wants to you know, be able to have a million support staff and facilities. And their counter is, but he gets to recruit in Florida and play an ACC schedule with SEC players. And it's a good counter.
0: It is a good counter because. There's only one other school gets, that gets to do that, and it's the one they play for the division title pretty much every year. Not this year, but most years. And just ability to win the national But maybe he's already got a national title, so maybe that's not as big of a deal to him. Or maybe he wants to be that guy. Because you can't be that guy at Florida State because Bobby Bowden's already that guy. He could be that guy at Texas A&M because the thing about Texas A&M, it's baffling because they do have great facilities. They have tremendous resources. They have a very passionate fan base. Uh, Their location in terms of being close to good recruits is fantastic. They have everything you could possibly need except for whatever reason, they cannot seem to win consistently. They can't compete for conference titles consistently, whether it's the Southwest Conference or the Big 12 or the SEC, and they can't compete for national titles consistently. And the thought is... If a great coach were to come along and suddenly unlock it all, then they would be able to do this, and that's that has happened. It happened at Florida with Spurrier. It happened at Florida State with Bowden. It happened at Clemson with Dabo Sweeney. It it can happen, but it is also possible that no one can do it. That's what makes it very interesting and very.
1: I think it's gonna happen. I I think Jimbo can do it. To be honest, like like people. I, I think that he actually yeah. probably has a better chance of success at Texas a than going forward in Tallahassee for a number of reasons. That a that some of the bridges burned in Tallahassee, and I'm, I'm not sure those can be fully repaired at this point.
0: Now, were those bridges burned because he knew he had A&M in his back? Because am has been interested. They in They have. For a while. I mean,
1: we we first heard about this uh, after the NC State game. I, I was I was driving home on 75 and got a call and said, and it was from an AM and guy and he said, hey how crazy do you think this is? And I said, well, why don't they go that? and think they've got Jimbo. And what, what date yeah. was that? It was after the hurricane. Um, so it was...
0: The NC State game was was the th- th- uh, fourth week yeah. of the season.
1: It's been going so it on for that September. long, at, at least. At least the rumors. Um,
0: well, it's it's funny, because uh, Billy Lucci from tex and I always laugh, because I was in College Station in April, and uh, he... He calls me and he said, hey, I'm at Shimmy's, which is a a Mexican restaurant and bar that's right across the street from campus. And he said, yeah, just come over. We're we're just hanging out over here. And so we stood there on on a Friday afternoon and and drank a Dos Equis. And um, (laughs) we were kind of trying to figure out, okay, if they if they fire Kevin someone who in the world could give them what they want and would be willing to leave their current job. And we just we went through the names. You couldn't figure. There was one name we could think of that. There was one tiny kernel of a chance that you might be able to talk him into leaving, and it was Jim. Did O'Keefe. you know
1: about the, the differential buyout at the time? Because that, that's the key. Because if if the people who thought it was forty well, million I only actually, I, would think it was crazy, I actually okay. looked it up
0: while we were standing there, and when I saw that all he would owe is what they would owe the assistants who didn't get retained, I was like, oh. This is no-brainer.
1: In the corporate world, they talk a lot about the term change agent, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's applicable to some coaches as well. You know, if you are real eager to hear a message, I think Jimbo Fisher could, could do an excellent job at Texas A&M, at, at least for the, the length of time he did at Florida State. You can get players there, certainly. I mean, I, I, it's it's baffling yeah,
0: how it doesn't there.
1: work. But uh, certain, uh, you know, Spurrier has talked about before, maybe you shouldn't be any, in any one place for more than a decade. He's been in Tallahassee yeah. since 07. Now, not with the same players, not right. as the head coach for a decade. I mean, this is his eighth season as the uh, the head coach, but he's been there a decade.
0: Well, and he was running their recruiting operation from the moment he got there. So, there were he was there were ways he was acting as the head coach even right oh, off 100%. the bat. So yeah, and and in terms of relationships that he was building and all that, because he was the coach in waiting it's almost you know from from a relationship standpoint it is like he's at the 10 year 11 year mark and you C is absolutely right stuff gets stale at that point very few people can keep it going and and stay fresh and relevant and their message is heard by all their players and they can recruit with the same uh, aggressiveness and, and the same creativity that they have all along it's hard to do that in your 10 year 11 year 12 and you know
1: what else gets stale is hitting up the power players every single year trying to leverage a raise right money. or the, i think what yeah. really set some of the power players off Fort of state was his comment about uh did you catch something it was in his call-in show in september and uh and they somebody had asked him about facilities and he said yeah we made a few little adjustments here and there but really, but but really haven't uh, done much since I got here.
0: <laughs> so that's his Jim McElwain after the yes, outback Yes, and there are Bowl, some people
1: who are would, multimillionaires yep. or borderline billionaires who have names on buildings who don't think that those buildings that they were built were slight adjustments.
0: Right, and and to say slight adjustments is a right. slap in the face. I'm uh, I'm actually. Who? It's not slight. <laughs> yes, I hear you typing. Uh, yeah, you're Googling the exact quote. That That is that is very – for those who don't know how the Florida situation went down, Jim McElwain said something after the Outback Bowl win where he said, we'll see about the administration's commitment going forward. And and Scott Strickland, the AD at Florida, is standing right there, and he has already told Jim McElwain, I'm giving you an extension, and they haven't announced it yet. And so he's sitting there going, I'm giving this guy a raise, and this is what he right. says to me? Okay,
1: here it is. This is actually worse than I, than I remember Okay. Quote: This oh, is uh, uh, from his uh, call-in show on the 13th of September. Quote, we have to get caught up. Fisher said, as we could call-in show Wednesday night, we haven't done anything for a long time here. We did when we first got here. We made a few little adjustments. Since then, we really haven't. We've got to get caught oh. up in that area. So, so then he proceeds oh. to lose uh, four of his next ten games. Uh, wow. Including getting blown out by Boston College. And then so that's sort of the reason why some of the real power players are not super happy about this, especially with their names on the buildings.
0: Well, that that makes perfect sense. I mean, that would just be infuriating if you're someone who's given a ton of money and they have made massive progress. It's it's just that and it's funny how Florida and Florida State run on parallel tracks like this. They were behind because they didn't need that stuff.
1: He had so far to, to go. Exactly. I mean, they they have made a lot of progress since he took over, and they're still behind. You know, some some schools certainly in facilities. Other schools are certainly behind in geography, uh, and one of those things right. will eventually get caught up. The other probably not. It just depends on how long you're willing to wait.
0: Yeah. The thing is, once once the schools with the good geography have the good facilities, they they're, they're kind of bulletproof in recruiting. Then it, then it comes down to as, as long as you hired a competent coach. If you hired a, a, a poor recruiter as a coach, then you got a problem. Actually, I, I did want to kind of pivot a little bit to talk about your, your other area of expertise, and that's recruiting. Uh, I was talking to some some coaches who sign, you know, top 15 type classes, and they were saying they expect 18 to 20 signees apiece on the early signing period. Uh, is that is that true Okay, so that, that's here? actually
1: an article I'm working on for SB Nation, but... Uh, I was really hoping that I was going to get a lot of really diverse answers and talk about how they're, you know, this one co- this one coach has a strategy, yeah, nope. and this one coach has a strategy, <laughs> and there's a few coaches who are are keeping a couple things, but the vast majority mm-hmm. of coaches, and whether it's, there are some differences in G5 and P5, but but for the right. most part it's, we intend to sign every single kid who has a verbal offer to us, who has the grades to come to us, if he's a kid we're waiting on a grades or a test score, we're going to ask him to wait until February. Other than that, we want to get these kids in, um, you know, as long as they're making satisfactory progress. They're treating this like the regular signing day.
0: Yeah, which is what it's going to be. It's going to reset. February is not going to be all that interesting. Um, yeah, it, it's. I think we, we tend to – sometimes we make too much out of stuff. It's very simple. They've got the kids committed. They want them to sign. I don't, if I'm a coach. You can sign. I don't them, want to have so to sign take a single
1: them. text message about this kid wobbling on on Christmas Eve. If I've already got him signed, I don't have right. to. it's that simple. Now, yep. if I was an elite player, I would not sign. Well, exactly. You keep your leverage as
0: long as you can and see how the landscape shakes out. That that is the trickiest part to me. If you're a coach, pretty much at any school, because it all just works. You know, level to level to level. You're, you recruit at your level, but you're going to give letters of intent to your first choice. Like let's say you've got a guy you think is waffling on you or you're not quite sure you're going to have room for him. You're not going to send him a letter of intent, but the one who hasn't committed to you, but you think you got a shot and, and he would be the top of your board. You are going to send him a letter of intent. And if he signs great, then you you're one short, and you just deal with. I'm it.
1: interested to see as well the the resets between day one and day two and day three, because it, people yeah. you know, we say early signing day, but that's really a misnomer. It's early signing period. Yeah, the twentieth through the twenty second of December, uh, and so I wonder if any schools are going to send a certain number of letters to their kids on day like like their their hopefuls on day one, and then maybe. Mm-hmm. And right. And then maybe make some kids wait until day two. Like you may not have to wait all the way till February, but but if I'm a college coach, I might be able to tell you, hey man, just wait one day for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that is gonna be a really fascinating three The other thing we're seeing where we're gonna have to work a lot the week of oh, Christmas, yeah, exactly. by the way. I
1: I I told uh, I, I told Jason Kirk and him, I said, I'm I'm gonna bust it, you know, the eighteenth through the twenty second, and maybe the twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, I'm I'm good. You know, I, I don't think people are reading that much <laughs> exactly recruiting content on, on those two days, hopefully. Uh, the one thing I, we're hearing too from coaches, if the kid doesn't sign, he's not really committed to us. Over and over again. Oh yeah.
0: I think that that's it, it it's a it's a showing of the cards on both parts, on both sides. If the kid doesn't sign, he's not committed, obviously. And if the letter of intent doesn't come to your your doorstep by FedEx,
1: then you don't really have an offer well oh wow i just thought about that you could say oh we sent it it'll probably be there tomorrow <laughs> if you want to hold <laughs> it up that's, that's kind of mean but Ooh, and on december 23rd you're gonna get mm-hmm. green well no but if you want to do it if, oh, if you want to pull the december 21st move as opposed to december 20th
0: yeah yeah oh my goodness Th- they're gonna be some hurt feelings some very hurt feelings in I, this process. I, just, I
1: don't know exactly what's going to happen. Like, like I, I know things that will happen. I don't know where they're going to happen, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more surprises than normal. It's it's going to be, from a media perspective, I love it because we got three days of signing day coverage as opposed to one. And then for the kids that don't sign, you get to as media, you get to blow them up like they're the best players ever because we, we got ten weeks of content to fill before traditional signing day. Wow, this is gonna be so healthy for <laughs> really? everyone yeah. involved, bud. Just super healthy for everyone. You wanna see some ranking <laughs> shoot up, by the way? Maybe, maybe that mid level four Lord. star who doesn't sign is all of a sudden just creep up
0: five star. Oh yeah. Well you gotta draw up some interest. Can't wait for his bleacher report commitment video where he uh, where he flies to the International Space Station. Uh, to Exactly. It well Sydney. I said we haven't done one at the Sydney Opera House yet, so it's only uh-huh. a matter of time. But yeah. So Pivoting back to Florida State, what is all of this uncertainty doing to their recruiting a couple weeks before the national uh, Well, day? it's
1: uh, it's kind of killing it. Um, to be honest, they had Houston Griffith uh, decommit tonight. He's a four-star DB at IMGs from the uh, Chicago area, and uh, he's I think he's going to flip to Notre Dame, uh, most likely unless they get something figured out. Uh, now, three or, when, when was IMG's last game? the November 11th, I think it was. It was Saturday. Yeah, they, they, they've been der- they been yeah, there. I spoke yeah. to him, and he said, well, I'm committed to the school not a coach. But we've heard that a lot, and you can only be so committed to a school and not a coach if, if you think the coach is leading. Um, now, Amari Gainer, a local Tallahassee linebacker who's a four-star and a pretty vocal FSU commit, has now announced he's going to take an official visit to uh, Texas and Miami. So he's the leader of their wow. class. Um, I spoke to a pretty prominent high school coach in Georgia who FSU – now they recruited a couple of his kids, and he said, "I haven't heard from those coaches in weeks. I hear from the GAs a little bit." Wow. So, this is kind of one of the things that tipped me that this was probably going to be very real. If you're,
0: yeah, the the, the assistants were kind right. of right. Now it the down. thing
1: that it was hard to th- to to square here was, okay, are they shutting it down because Jimbo Fisher was probably going to have to fire five, six, seven of them anyway after the season? Right. And you don't want lame duck coaches recruiting for you, or was it because? If, well, does the head guy really care about the recruiting class if he's not going to be here? But right. something weird was happening for sure.
0: All right, bud. Before I let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot. How do you think the next few days are going to go?
1: I have a hard time seeing Jimbo coach on Saturday. Yeah. Really? I, I don't think that – I mean, this is kind of reaching a fever pitch in Tallahassee. Um I'm not saying it can't happen, but I think there are certainly players who don't want him to coach if he's going to be leaving, if, if he can't give them the straight answer. We spoke to some guys on the team who don't believe him with the assurances he gave this year compared to previous years. You know, so these are upperclassmen. And uh, mm-hmm. I think if he gets that official offer on Thursday, it may just be public and, and, and be done with. And then they could have an interim like like Odell Higgins or, or Tim Brewster or somebody. Uh, that'd be interesting.
0: That would be one the most interesting Florida State Louisiana Monroe game that ever was played. By the way, December they can 2nd. score.
1: Have you seen Louisiana now their defense let's let's not
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, Matt Matt Viator is not a bad coach. Yeah. That that was a tough situation he walked into, but not a bad coach. That is and and just a Matt what is Florida State going to be if all that goes down between it's now It's going to
1: be real, and and what's the stadium like if Jimbo does coach and, and all the fans know know he's leaving?
0: Oh. Yeah, I do think if if the decision is made, you you got to just cut clean and play with an interim and if you don't, if the bowl street gets snapped, well guess what, it was a weird year. I did talk
1: happened. to a Sundell coach and he told me that uh look, losing him row might score a little bit, but he's not sure they can tackle Cam Akers. Uh he- mm.
0: well, here's here's the other problem. If Jimbo does leave those players may be so enraged that they want to hang a hundred on right.
1: Somebody. Exactly. Um, ULM is one of the only three teams allowing over seven yards a play in FBS competition, mm, which is mm, that's wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, no, that's uh-uh. not pretty. Um, but yeah, I, it's hard to to see him if the decision's made. Made. It's hard to see him coaching on on Saturday. Certainly, if you're Jimbo, you want to coach on Saturday because you don't want the reputation of hey, you, you quit on your guys. And, and I think that's a silly reputation anyway. And it wouldn't it wouldn't be well earned.
0: It's not it's not quitting.
1: Right? It's just facing reality more than anything. else. I agree. Else. I think it'd be silly, but certainly, I think if you're him, you probably do want to coach that final game with the guys you recruited, because he doesn't hate his players yeah. or anything.
0: No, it, this is this is just at this point, it's just business, and business could get real nasty. So, but Elliot, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it, and uh, this will be a very, very interesting next three days for you. So uh have fun with that. All right,
1: Take care. Thank you.